Hey everyone, welcome to our Strong Mind, Strong Body podcast. I'm your host, Angie Miller, and today we are going to talk to a very special guest. Her name is Christine Conti. She is um, she is quite a wonderful fitness professional, and it always amazes me how, how long I've been in the fitness and health space and how many times I come across a person who I have not yet met and has amazing accolades and stories to share. So Christine just released her very first book called Split Second Courage, and she's going to tell us kind of where this came from, but when she was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, arthritis after the birth of her first child, this competitive marathoner, this Ironman woman, and the author of this book decided to fight back. So Christine's got a great story. She's got so much to share, and I'm going to bring her in now so that she can introduce herself. Hello, Angie. Thank you so much for inviting me to share my story and help spread some inspiration to all of your listeners around the world. So I super appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Because as a matter of fact, Christine, before we even deep dive into your story, you have your own podcast, right? I do. Um, about four and a half years ago, when I decided I saw the line in the sand and entered the business of fitness full time, I began the Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast with my wonderful good friend, Brian Prendergast. And we've been trying to inspire people since then, once a week with a long form show. So, all right, fantastic. Yes, I'll be joining you soon. So, Christine, first, I just want to start by saying congratulations because you just released your book, Split Second Courage. And I can only imagine all the feelings that must go along with that a massive accomplishment. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But first, I just kind of want to know tell me about your history in sport and fitness because you just mentioned that four years ago, you kind of went full on and decided to deep dive into the fitness space. So give me a, a brief history of how you've come into this space. So I started out, I played volleyball. I was a big time collegiate athlete and was blessed, lucky enough to travel around the world and train with some top national teams. And I was always told that fitness was a hobby. And fitness was something that you that you did on the side. So I actually went into investment banking and figured out pretty soon that that was not where I wanted to be behind a desk for 12 hours, although the money is great and I, that's what you should be happy doing. And I wasn't. So I went back to school, got my master's in education, curriculum instruction, so I could teach English, which was another degree that I had. And then I could coach because I loved helping people. I loved athletics, changing lives. Within that time, I wound up getting certified in group fitness and personal training. And I loved this realm so much that I got about 30 something certifications because I wanted to learn and I wanted to know what was out there. And that's when on the side, I started training. I started group fitness. I started working for clubs all over, um, up and down the East Coast. And that was something that, I, again, I did on the side because I was always told that that wasn't a real career that you could support your family. And fast forward, um, wound up being a you know master trainer for some companies and kept going to conferences and surrounding myself with people that 
were making huge differences in people's lives. They were improving the quality of life and not just saying, hey, you know, I can give you more years. I can't, but I can give you more quality. And seeing that was something that I knew was my calling. Mm -hmm. And I never had the courage to do it until fast forward um, at the age of 30, I was diagnosed with a severe form of rheumatoid arthritis and thought back to my maternal grandmother who was a quadriplegic her entire life and, and wound up passing away due to complications from the same disease that I was diagnosed with. So that mm. was immediately flashed into my head that this was a death sentence to me and that everything I loved about fitness and my whole life was going to end. And after a lot of soul searching and a lot of thinking, you know, what are your choices, Christine? You know, you, you're in this fitness industry. You've surrounded yourself by these amazing people. You have two choices. You can either do something or you could do nothing. Mm -hmm. Always choose something. And that's Wonder Woman's quote. I, she's my girl. I don't want to steal <laughs> that from her. But I knew that I had the ability to reach people and to change lives. And I spent a decade of being an experiment of one. And while I couldn't, I can't even to this day control my disease, I can control my exercise. I can control my nutrition and my mindset. And I knew that that was something through all of my own research that I needed to share with the world, that this was not a death sentence, but simply a thing. And for me, it's my gift. Well, you know, it's, it's really, first of all, I just want to tell you that I appreciate your courage in doing that because the, you're right. You took something that you were impacted by that runs in your family and you saw such a different outcome for someone that you love deeply. So first I commend you for having the courage and the strength to kind of find your way through that. And I can't wait to hear kind of more about your book, but here you were this, this uh, person who kind of followed everyone else's narrative, go to school, become, go into investment banking, sit behind a desk for 12 hours, even though you were a competitive volleyball player and you were, you know, you were an athlete. So kind of immersing yourself, which is what I always tell fit pros, bring yourself into the space that you want to be, do a deep dive, build community with those types of people that you want to be like, and then that way you can kind of follow suit. So I think that's amazing. I'm curious, you know, when you tell your story about being diagnosed with um, an autoimmune disease, the influence that that had on your life, let's kind of keep deep diving into that. It sounds like from there, if I hear you right, that was your kind of crucible decision to go full-time into the fitness space. Is that right? I mean, I think there's a, there's a lot that goes into it, but that was a main catalyst for, you know, after I got diagnosed and, and I think that anyone in the world that goes through a diagnosis or is, you know, is faced with adversity that they don't think that they can get through. I think we've all had these moments. And for me, that was one of them. And I thought to myself, what, what's going to happen to me? And, and I don't want to live if I can't use my body. 
And what is that going to, how is that going to impact my family, finances, my friends? Am I going to be dependent on other people? And that I had to really go through all the stages. I think it's, I had to mourn that person I was and accept the person I am. Mm-hmm. And that goes, you go through your grief process, right? You go through the disbelief and, you know, the anger and finally, you know, getting into the acceptance. And for me, I was able to get into the acceptance of this is what I have. And I can choose to have this be a crutch or make this a gift and go forward with inspiring other people to give them the idea that they can too take control of their life as much as they can. Mm -hmm. So I want to reintroduce you, Christine. I'm talking to Christine Conti, and she is the author of a brand new book called Split Second Courage. And we are talking about um, autoimmune disease, and we're talking about Christine's diagnosis with rheumatoid arthritis and her journey into the fitness space and how that diagnosis was transformative in making that kind of crucible decision of the uh, how do I want to live my life and how can I do that with this disease? Because I can't erase the disease, but I can work to my fullest capacity to make sure that it doesn't hold me back from the living the life that I want to live, right? So, Christine, when you think about, you know, rheumatoid arthritis and your journey through this, what do you think differentiates you between you and other people who have the diagnosis and end up where it does end up impacting their lives to where mobility and so many other things are compromised? What what was the difference with you? I think the the main difference is the mindset. Putting yourself in a position of yes, you can. There was, I believe that there was a time where I had to separate myself from all the naysayers, all the disbelievers, and surround myself with people that would say, okay, we're we're on this journey with you. And surrounded myself with doctors who said, keep going. Exercise is something you need. Now, I do a lot of exercise. (laughs) Little did he know the extent to which I, you know, wanted to go forward and inspire the world through exercise. But finding people that will support you on this journey of, I had a great husband when I said, you know, I want to try plant-based. Maybe that will help alleviate some of my symptoms and flare-ups. I I laser light therapy and acupuncture and, you know, you name it. I had that support. I surrounded myself with people, even in the fitness industry. When I would go to conferences, I would soak up all of the information and sessions about, you know, autoimmune disease and arthritis and fitness and exercise and Mm -hmm. take courses and listen to webinars and read You know, my nose was in PubMed reading articles all the time about what works for other people and trying it out on myself. And that, you know, some things worked, I think, some things didn't. And by default, if quality of life was affected, you know, too much, I had doctors that, you know, yes, I've been through, you know, cocktails of various forms of chemotherapy with the hope that I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to do everything that I can so that 
one day I'm not, I know that I'm not going to be able to do this, whatever this is, but today is not that day. And that's what separates it. Well, and truth be told, one day, none of us are going to be able to do this as we know it, right? And really what I heard in you and what I admire is that I heard you say that you were looking for what you could do, not what you couldn't do. And I think that that is for all of us. You know, I've had my um, meeting with uh, a diagnosis that I didn't think would come my way and this sense of betrayal of the body. And I think that that's the key factor is deep diving into what can I do versus what can't I do? And then being willing to try, being willing to be your own human experiment. Like you said, let's try plant-based, let's try acupuncture, let's try all these different things. And um, so, yeah, I, I really admire your courage. So since that time, do I hear you right that you've been um, a triathlete, you've been a marathoner, an Ironman so- since that time? I, I'm not, I was never a runner. I was never a swimmer, nor was I a cyclist. And that's where this started. The, you know, the, the Ironman foundation found out about, you know, my story of, I am devoting my life to inspiring others through health and wellness and fitness and movement in order to fight disease. And, you know, I work with a lot of um, different organizations like Strength for Life, which is a organization that fights cancer through exercise. And, you know, they heard about my, you know, my journey and, and what I was going through. And they asked if I would be a, I would be one of their Ironman Foundation athletes. And of course, um, my superpower actually is crazy, if I didn't tell you that, because those crazy enough to think that they can change the world are those who do. So I always say that is my superpower. And I agreed. And I had no idea what I was getting in for. And I taught myself pretty much how to swim in six months and bought a really cheap, you know, road bike. I barely knew what a road bike was um, Mm -hmm. and taught myself how how to ride. And, you know, I had you know, I knew how to run, but never really to that extent. And there were people even in my community that came out and said, Christine, let me help you come train with us. Come, I'll take you for the bike ride. We'll explain this. And I started raising money for charities and this was part of my bucket list. So when I did get diagnosed, I said, well, if my body is going to fail, there's things that I want to do. There's things that Mm -hmm. I thought I could never do. So now's the time to put myself out there. And if I fail, I know I tried. And that's what life's about. And I always tell people, embrace your inner loser. Because if you do something and you fail, you did something. You acted. You you stepped into fear. And I bet that you learned something. And I bet that it was a great experience, even if it was something that was very difficult. Um, right. That's really how I got into this. It was just almost like I fell into it and thought, you know, I documented the whole journey of how to get to Ironman. And my goal was to finish. And, and I was, I was going to crawl over that line if I needed to, but I knew that I had a, you know, a support group. I used social media to, to really inspire people. And that is how I really got out there 
with this message of exercise and inspiration and to keep going. Right. Well, you know, while everyone else has a bucket list of where they want to visit, you know, I want to go to Bali or I want to go to XYZ, your bucket list became how do I use my body as an influence to keep myself as healthy as possible to kind of prove my body wrong. You may have given me this setback, but I'm going to turn it into an opportunity to see what I can do. If anything, it propelled you, don't you think? It propelled you to fight harder, go stronger? My diagnosis was one of the biggest gifts in my life, mm -hmm. I, without a doubt. It opened my eyes and I truly believe that you don't have to have a disease or something terrible happen to, to become alive. But I knew that that diagnosis changed. It literally changed the, traje the trajectory of my life and allowed me the empathy to see in other people what they had they have not yet seen. And when people come to me and say, you know, I have this or I have that, I said, this is an opportunity for you to start living, to start being aware of your life, of your right. surroundings, what's important to you. Because life is not just about you. It's, it's not about being myopic. It's about what, am, what can I provide the world with? How can I help make this well, place it's an opportunity. Better? Right. It's an opportunity to strip away all the external layers, all the stuff that's superfluous. The stuff that we once thought mattered becomes very insignificant, very minute in comparison to the big things in life that matter. And so... Um, I want to reintroduce you. I'm talking to Christine Conti, and she just released her first book, Split Second Courage. Christine's talking about her journey and her diagnosis with rheumatoid arthritis, but also just how it has served to actually propel her as a person, as a professional, and how it's actually made her by design seek things that will work in her favor and ways to use her body to feel healthier and stronger. But most importantly, Christine, even more so is to take it to the next level use it as a way to inspire and help other people. So speaking of that, tell us this book, Split Second Courage. Give us the drum roll. Um, give us the movie preview version of your book. So the movie preview is go ahead and quit, be an imposter, and embrace your inner loser. It's time to rethink the world. And if you're feeling stuck in your current situation and seeking permission to make that split second decision and start living, now is the time. And if you're wondering what split second courage means, it is that thing inside of you that when you are faced with a decision, why do you do it? Or why do you hesitate? And what is the cost of your hesitation? So that is the movie trailer. I like that. And that's a great trailer because it does it. There are those, those kind of pivotal moments in everyone's lives and we make that decision and, and you're right. What is behind that? What's the, what's the driver behind that decision when we could have gone one way or the other. And, you know, from your story, I know the decision that you made, but I, I really want to read the book and hear how, how you got to that and, and what that all means. So um, I, I really admire that split second courage. I think that sounds amazing. 
So Christine, you know, you've got this podcast. I know you work for MedFit. Uh, you do a lot of work in fitness and educating. Uh, what's the common theme? What's the, the common theme or the influence that you really most want to make? Um, is it is it about autoimmune diseases? Is it about the fight? What is it? The most important thing is mindset. And when I go around and I, I talk, whether it be on the podcast, interviewing people, or even with the book, and, you know, I speak at conferences or, you know, I, I talk about arthritis and fitness and chronic diseases and, you know, fall prevention. And it's almost like it's, it's all under the umbrella of living a more quality life. And what can we do to control that? So, you know, you think about my, my good friend, Brian always says, you know, life is like opening an umbrella and your umbrella consists of all these different parts, all these different patterns and and patches. And, you know, what is that main umbrella? That main umbrella is about living a quality life, being happy, accepting yourself and taking control of what you can control. And what you can control is your mindset. So whatever it is that you're faced with in life, whether you have a disease, uh, whether you have, you know, been through some trauma or, you know, we're all fighting something and how is it that we react? So the, the biggest thing, you know, when, when I walk away from this world, the legacy I hope to live or to leave is that people will believe in themselves will accept all of the things they think are negative and realize that they have been gifts. And some of us, unfortunately, will never realize that. And Mm -hmm. the ones that do are the ones that truly live. And the idea of the book and the podcast and everything is that when you look at your life, and you have these dreams and these goals, why aren't we doing it? Why aren't we going forward with things? What is holding you back? And are you going to be okay when you're 90 years old and look back and say, I wish I would have, I wonder what it would have been like if I, and fill in the blank. And when I talk about the cost of hesitation, it doesn't have to be money about not taking that job. The cost of hesitation could be, you know, I I didn't quit this job that I hate and now it affected my family relationship. And now I don't have a good relationship with my kids. I got divorced. I, you know, and the list goes on. So there's the other cost of what if I do take a chance? And when I wound up leaving, I mean, this is my third, I made it career third because I knew that those two, I needed to go through it. I needed to figure it out for myself. And now, you know, quitting my last safe job, you know, with the pension and the benefits, the cost of not quitting was so great that I knew when I quit, what was the, what was, what did I gain? What did I gain Mm -hmm. from quitting? I gained a better relationship with my family. I gained, you know, I, I stopped yelling at my kids so much. I started enjoying getting up every morning and say, I don't have to go to work today. I get to do and fill in the blank. I get to make my own life. 
And I, I work love hard. the cost. Right. I love the cost of hesitation. I actually really like that. That's a great way of putting it. The cost of hesitation. What does that cost you to hesitate on making those decisions? And none of us want to look back, like you said, at an age where there's no time to turn back and to wish we would have, could have, should have. And so the cost of hesitation is a great way of putting it. And it's funny because you've mentioned mindset a few times and I wanted to ask you, you know, I, I work in mental health and in fitness. And so mindset is everything to me. Mindset is transformative. It's the foundation of everything I do and that I work with clients. But I kind of, I feel like you got to it in a nutshell is mindset is about, is is that driver that says, if not now, then when, and it's that cost of hesitation, being willing to bet on yourself. So um, I think that's amazing. I have another question for you. So again, I'm talking to Christine Conti, and she is the author of Split Second Courage, which I'm excited to read. And Christine has shared her story about rheumatoid arthritis and what she's done to be a pivotal change maker. And I do think you have done that, Christine. But what, what, I can't imagine that there aren't days that you don't wake up in pain. And if you had to tell trainers out there who are working with people with autoimmune diseases, because I know they're more and more prevalent than ever before. So if you had to give trainers advice on working with people with autoimmune diseases, can you give us a few, you know, cause there's gotta be mornings where you wake up and you're like, I can't do this. That is, and that's one of the reasons why I put myself out there and, and wrote some of the arthritis fitness specialist courses. And, you know, I lecture about chronic disease and the fitness industry because you don't have to be someone who has a disease to work with this demographic. Mm -hmm. One of the, the main biggest things that you can do as a fitness professional is realize that one out of four people in the United States has a form of arthritis. One out of four. This is adults, 18 or older. So look around, you know, if you're in a room with people, I want you to look out into your group fitness class. Think about that, dem think about that number. 18 and older. I didn't say 65 and older. So when you mm -hmm. think, eh, I don't think that, you know, educating myself on chronic disease or arthritis is something that's applicable. It is. It is. And this is your demographic of people. I don't care age, race, doesn't it doesn't discriminate. So the first thing I have to say is get educated. It's important to take your basic, you know, personal training and group X instructing courses. It's very important. But then it's also important to continue your education. Where are you finding more information? Go educate yourself, listen to webinars, get advanced certifications. This is going to make you stand out and help your, your clients. The other thing is that be honest, ask them, you know, really what's going on? And if they tell you, you know, I have an autoimmune, I have whatever, listen, listen mm -hmm. to them. Because many people with chronic illnesses are in chronic pain and they feel alone. They want someone to listen. And as you said, Angie, about mindset, I may go into a course and teach a course about, you know, here's joints and here's what happens. And these are exercises that are great and help with stabilizing. Honestly, maybe that would be 40% of what I do. 60% of that is how do you communicate with that person 
so they trust you, so that you never say to them, oh, you know what? You did this the other day. I don't understand. You can't do it today. Autoimmunes are, are very funny. One day, it seems like you could lift up a car and the next day you could barely walk. So, so one, I, yeah. I have to say something to that. You said something so key and I, I really want everyone, I hope they caught that. Because what I hear you say is we can have all the tools in our tool belt, but how do we apply them? You can have the tools. You can get the education on how to help people with autoimmune disease. But what I hear you say, Christine, is sure, and that's amazing. But now you have to be willing to listen and to go where they are. Because, Christine, there might be a day you're in more pain than another. So I just, I, I really wanted people to hear that because that was, that was good. And that really struck me. Absolutely. And, and that's it. It's really assessing, reassessing and assessing again. And if, you know, when you talk to them, if they tell you, listen, I have ankylosing spondylitis. If as a trainer, you have no idea what that is, be honest, be honest mm -hmm. with them. I'm not familiar with that. Will you tell me what that is and how you feel? And, and then you're going to go home, you're going to Google everything you can yes. and find out about it and be, be active with them and, and want to learn and, and want to help them. Because at the end of the day, people with autoimmunes or any disease, cancer, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, their job, or they don't want to maybe lose 10 pounds to get into that bathing suit. You know what they want? They want to improve their quality of life and use the word independence. When I talk to clients that come to me and say, you know, will you help me? And I'll say, this is important for you because you want to remain independent for as many years as possible. And mm -hmm. fitness is about longevity and not about looks. Yeah. You know, that's a, I feel like that's like a mic drop moment right there. You're absolutely right. And, and all of us want to be able to live well. And I think most of us are more invested in living well than living long. And I think that that is how we've come to understand the use of our bodies to feel as good as we can inside and out. So Christine Conti, I can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing your inspiring story. I can't wait to get a hold of your book and um, I do appreciate it. I look forward to being on your podcast in the near future. Thank you so much for the work that you do and for sharing your insights with our NASM APA audience. And to all of you, we appreciate you joining us and I look forward to seeing everyone next week.